0: Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast, I Love You, Now Go to Sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.
1: True and Barnaby have lots of friends. Friends in the town, their king is also their friend, Zee is their friend, even the wishing tree is their friend. They have friends that live close. Who's their king? The rainbow king. He's their friend too. They have lots of friends in their town and far, far away. One of True's best friends is Astra, the magic unicorn. But she has other friends too that are in different places. For example, she has friends that are all pups with a leader named Ryder. They're called the Paw Patrol. She has friends that are aquanauts that live under the water, made up of bears and penguins and and, uh, all kinds of animals. But of all the friends she has, the most unique of her friends is a wooden boy named Leo. She had met Leo not too long ago. They had taken, she and her friend Astro and Barnaby had all gone on an exploration trip to a new land they had never been to. And when they got there they met a boy who was made of wood and who was able to move about by strings the strings went from his wrists and his arms and his legs and his head all the way up into the sky where they disappeared she hadn't seen him for a while and she had promised that she would go back and she decided that she was going to keep that promise barnaby are you ready to go see leo today Barnaby was sitting at the table, eating some catnip, playing with his fuzzy dice, and drawing pictures. He said, Oh yeah, the wooden boy, he was so neat. Remember how we saved him from the clippers? True said, Yeah, I remember that. That was scary, but it was still fun. And Astro was there to help. Barnaby said, Is Astro coming on her trip today? She said, Sure. She called her friend Astro, who arrived at True's house through the yellow twirling portal of magic magicness. All three of them were together in the Rainbow Kingdom, and they were planning their day. Yeah, we should go see Leo, see how his people are doing, see if they set up their new village, and if they need any help. Astro said, yeah, let's go see him. It would be great to see how he's doing. We haven't seen him in such a long time. They gathered up some things. What's his name again? His name is Leo. Oh, it almost sounds like a lady. There's to Lily, but it's Leo. How about it's... How about that wooden... How about it's a wooden girl? How well, about it's a wooden girl? Well, how about I add a wooden girl to the story? Okay. So it'll be Leo and his friend, and the friend will be a wooden girl. Alright. Astro, Chew and Barnaby got some things together for their trip. It wasn't a long trip. But it may be a perilous trip, and they had learned from past experience that they needed to be more prepared than under-prepared. When they were ready to go, they opened a yellow portal. The yellow portal swirled and sparked its magic. It was always amazing to see. The portal was long, and although it looked like it went into the sky, if you looked through the portal itself, it created a clear tunnel that went to another world. They jumped in, and immediately began swirling and twirling around. They went faster and faster as they approached the other side of the tunnel. The inside of the magic portal was always interesting. Well, not unlike going through a glass tube, where you could see an aquarium on the other side, I suppose, but it wasn't really plants or anything to see. It was kind of dim and fuzzy. There was stuff there, but they could never quite make it out. They popped out on the other side. And to their surprise, there was no one there. They looked around. They saw the canyon that they had to go through last time with all the clippers in it. And where they were was green and it was nice, but there was no one there. They thought, huh, that's strange. True said, I wonder where everybody is. I thought they were building a town right here. Barnaby said, yeah, yeah, I remember them building buildings right here. And they were getting ready to settle down. And everybody was happy that Leo got uh, through the Canyon uh, was reunited with his family, but they're all gone. Astra said, I wonder where they went. She said, I'm going to use a magic spell to find them. She waved her magic horn on her head and it began to glow. And then a spark of light went to the end. And that spark of light left her horn and started moving and flying like a firefly. Round and round spins and loop-de-loops. And then all of a sudden it stopped like it had found what it was looking for. And it made a straight line from where they stood. Way off into the distance, into the woods. Barnaby said, oh, it looks like they moved the whole town. They're not going to stay here. It looks like they went to stay in the forest. Astro said, that doesn't make any sense. Their strings go all the way up to the sky. If they are in the forest, they're just going to get tangled. True said, hmm, you're right. That is strange. Maybe they need our help. We should go check. Astro said, all right, everybody onto my cloud. Using her magic horn, she created another cloud, and poof, it was a floating cloud. They all got on it, and the cloud took them speedily across the plains, across the grassy hills, towards the edge of the forest. When they came to the edge of the forest, they felt a little eerie. The door forest felt cold and dark. It felt a little scary. True said, I don't know about this. We're going to need some light in there. Let me use one of my wishes. A wish came from her backpack as a little yellow sphere with a smiling face. And when she talked to it, it turned into a flashlight and floated in front of them. It created light for them to see in the forest as they followed it. They followed the spark too, because the spark was going to lead into the village. After quite some time, they came upon a small clearing. Uh, The trees in that area had all been chopped down. They were all gone, but there was a small village there but it seemed deserted. True, Barnaby, and Astro walked into the village, much like gunslingers walking into an old western town. Deserted it was, but there were people living there. There were wooden people living there because they could see strings coming out of the huts, going up into the sky. And uh, Astro said, hello, is anybody home? No one answered. And True said, yeah, yeah, is anybody here? Barnaby jumped up to the top of a roof and looked around. Everybody's inside, he said. I don't know what's going on. Then they heard a familiar voice from one of the houses, saying, Psst, hey, over here, come in, you gotta get in here, quick. They turned and looked, and it was Leo. But Leo didn't look happy to see them. He looked worried. He used his wooden hand and said, Quick, quick, you have to get inside, get inside. And the three of them looked at each other and started walking to Leo's, and then all of a sudden, a shadow passed over the village. It went, Whoa. Woo. They looked up. They didn't see anything. Whatever it was, it was fast. All of a sudden, the shadow went over them again. Woo. Woo. And this time they thought, Oh, well, maybe we should get inside. So they galloped and ran and whatever cats do, galloped, vote for the cat, into the house. Leo let them in and said, whew, that was close. Esther said, Leo, it's so good to see you. Leo reached out and gave her a big hug, and for just a minute, Shrew got stuck in his strings a little bit. He said, Guys, I'm so glad to see you. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for coming. Astro said, Leo, what's going on? Why is everybody hiding in their houses? Leo said, After I came through the canyon, we started to build a village, but something strange happened. A monster in the sky came, and for those of us that were outside, he would come down and pick us up by our wooden arm, a wooden leg carry us off, snapping us from our strings. He doesn't touch the strings himself. He only grabs us if we're out and about. Astro said,
0: that's terrible.
1: How can we help? We don't want your village friends to be pulled away. He said, I don't know. We can't figure out how to make it go away. So we ran into the forest. Many of us got our strings caught in the trees, but we took down the trees we could and made a clearing so we had good a good space for our strings So we made houses. They heard another voice. Someone else was in the house, too. And they heard it say, hello, is someone there? And Leo said, oh, hey, come on out, meet my friends. From another room came a little wooden girl. She had a pink dress made of wood, and she had pink shoes made of wood. And her name was, what was her name?
0: I don't know.
1: Well, what do you think her name should be? You think one of if you had a wooden friend who was a girl who had pink dress and pink shoes, what would you like to call her? You call her Samuel. All right, let's call her Lilu. Leo said, this is my friend Lilu. Astro said, hello Leeloo. True said, hello. Barnaby said, hello. It was so strange to see this person who was made of wood talking to them. She said, hello. Leo said, she's been my friend for a long time, and she's staying here just because the monster's in the sky and she couldn't get home. Astra said, where are your parents, Leo? Leo said, I don't know. They had to go into the woods, and we haven't been able to see them since then because this monster's been here, so if they come out of the woods, they'll get caught. Astra thought, hmm, we got to get rid of this thing in the sky, this monster. What have you tried? Said we've tried making loud noises to scare it away. We've tried throwing sticks and stones at it, but it won't go away. Lilu said, It's kind of funny because it doesn't have any eyes. It can't see us. It has a big nose, and it seems to smell us. That's how it finds us. Barnaby said, Oh, smell! I have an idea. What if we bring the most delicious, most good smelling thing ever to Leeloo and Leo, and that'll drive away the monster. True said, the goodest smelling thing ever, won't that make it stay? Asher said, yeah, that would make it stay if it smelled that good. And, and that's when Marjorie said, no, no, no. The most delicious smelling thing ever, to me, is the stinkiest thing to you. He said, you remember that monster, the little girl liked to walk in town? That was a super stink monster and made everybody run away. But I loved the smell of it. True said, oh, yeah. That monster was so stinky. Barnaby said, what if we bring him here? He'll make everything smell so bad that the monster will leave, especially if the monster just uses his nose to see. True said, that's a great idea. They summoned the Yellow Portal. They went back to Rainbow City, and they came back with the stink monster. And of course, the stink monster's owner, which was the little girl. And he said, all right. Walk him around town. Make everything as stinky as possible. They walked him around town, and he left off super stink odors everywhere, and his burps and his farts were disgusting. But the monster in the sky was like... (coughs) Because it was so stinky. He couldn't stay very long. He eventually had to leave, and it was so stinky, he never came back. All the wooden people wanted to come out and celebrate, but they couldn't because now that the monster was gone, it was too stinky to go outside. Barnaby said, well, we'll use the wish to suck it all up like we did last time, but I'll keep some for myself in my favorite stinky jar. True used her wish, sucked up all the excess stink after the stink monster left. The town was safe once again, and all the wooden people came out, clapped their hands, which was funny to hear because instead of clapping, it sounded like tapping on wood. Dink, tink tink tink. As the town celebrated, Leo looked off into the distance, and at the edge of the woods, he saw his parents. They came out of the woods, and they were so happy to see him. He was happy to see them. Once again, Astro and Barnaby and True had saved the day. And as they were walking away, True tripped, and she skinned her knee. And it started to bleed, and it was an ouchie. But that's okay, because we know that Leo has magic strings. But he didn't help this time. This time, Leeloo helped with her magic strings. She helped um, True's me get all better they were best friends forever the end
0: hi i'm ryan mcadam and you're listening to the bedtime story podcast i love you now go to sleep These are bedtime stories i tell my kids usually made up on the fly so yeah they can be structurally kind of rough the stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named astro who was made up by my daughter to be fair astro is not always in the stories many of these adventures feature just my kids favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment but astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast I record these stories on my phone in my kid's room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long, and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes… it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up, with my 5 year old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them, we have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening, and with that, let's begin.